Let's Talk Oculus is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to know how to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash playtestvr. Oculus nerds, welcome back to Let's Talk Oculus episode 16. I'm Dan from Playtest VR, and the boy who shockingly hasn't played any synth fighters this week, it's the co-host, Samson. Hey, what's happening? Hey, Dan. Thanks for having me again. And uh, yeah, no synth riders this week, but that doesn't mean I was not in VR because yeah. I was busy. He's been a busy boy, and we'll talk about that a little later on. So what's happening in the show today, we've got pretty packed one again. Um, we've got the Facebook Ray-Ban glasses that got announced on day of recording. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and how it's not actually an AR glasses that we actually thought in the first place. Um, there's been a small Synth Riders tease that's coming out soon. Uh, we'll talk about the lack of VR publishers and what that kind of means to the industry. Uh, and as I mentioned, Samson, even though he's not played Synth Riders, he's played a plethora of VR games, an absolute bucket ton. So we'll dive into them and his experience in them. And as a bonus, at the end of the show, we have an interview with Dave Pritchard on his new game, War Chasm, that just came out on the Oculus App Lab for $12.99. So that'll be right at the end. Timestamps are below in the video and in the audio version. So you can skip to that if you're just interested to hear about Dave and on his journey with Warcasm. But before we get on to the news, a little housekeeping. If you are on the audio version, there is a video version on the Let's Talk Oculus YouTube channel and vice versa. If you're watching the video, the audio version is on all good podcast platforms. And if you want to be part of the show, write in at letstalkarclus at gmail.com. Links are all in the description below. And if you're liking us quite a lot, if you like Samsung Space, then please visit patreon.com forward slash playtestvr where you can support us for just a dollar. And speaking of Patreon, shout out to Robin, Nates, Eric, Brandon, Craig, Matt, Andrew, Kai, and Kimberly for supporting us on Patreon. We've almost hit the 10th Patreon. We're currently on nine. And when we do, me and Samson have been cooking up a little surprise for each and every one of you. So we're going to thank the patrons. So if you want to be that 10th person and get that little surprise, then head over to patreon.com forward slash playtestvr. All right, Samson, you ready to dive into the news? Let's do it. Also, uh, awesome. And the first one we have is um, Alvo, which is the online first-person 5v5 online shooter. It has been confirmed to come on the Quest 2 as a full release. Now, the reason why we're going to talk about this is that it's only on the Oculus Quest 2 for this fall, and they've been planning to potentially put Quest support in later 2022. Now, this is not the original plan, but Upload VR did reach out to them, and they did say by splitting off the release of the version, um, the Oculus Quest version they're alluding to, we are able to spend more time necessary optimizing, optimizing for further um, development time and uh, take further pressure off the development schedule for other platforms. Now, I remember speaking to a developer um, for who made the game Paint It Back, which is on SideQuest. I spoke to him in a, in a trade show a couple of weeks ago, and they were said the 
they were limited by the fact that we were they were forced to actually put their game on the Oculus platform, um, which has definitely reduced development time and has made it difficult to put what their vision is out on the actual Quest hardware. Samsung, do you think? Do you think going forward, this is going to be more of a case where it feels like a loophole where you can potentially promise that you're having the Quest 1 version out, but have it like much down the road? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think this is probably, you know, going to become the norm. I mean, at this point, the Quest 1 is what, two and a half, almost approaching three years old, Mm -hmm. and it already had used dated technology. Uh, So... I'm 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 kind of all for it. I mean, I feel bad for those Quest One owners. I hope eventually they can get this content, but like, quite honestly, the market for the Quest Twos like there's so many of them. That's that's where the people are mostly, and it's about time like we saw the Quest Two getting pushed. Like I feel like the Quest One requirement is holding back the Quest Two uh, mm-hmm. developers. Absolutely. And we've already had after the fall um, already announced this where the when they delayed their game from the summer to this fall, they also said the same thing, that the Quest 1 version will be in development later in, in 2022. And the only game that hasn't actually promised that is Resident Evil 4. That one has kind of got the green light from Facebook to say, hey, you don't have to bother. I think maybe that's probably because there's such a big you know, it's Capcom, it's such a big franchise. So they're like, you know what, that's fine. Don't bother with the Quest 1. Let's go straight for Quest 2. But I feel like they should kind of start to re- to like lift those boundaries for some of these indie devs as well. Um, if, you, if you look on the Pancake platforms like Xbox and PlayStation, you know, when the new, when the new consoles come out, like the PS5, they normally release the games on both ps4 and ps5 right now and they normally do that for a good amount of time at least for the big release window and then eventually that will trickle off and some developers would support ps4 but some developers would just be exclusive on ps5 and i think there's no problem with that having now that like you said it's been three years um since the quest 2 came out it's been a year now we're almost at the first anniversary so i think going from 22 2022 onwards there kind of should just be some quest to exclusivity i'm not saying every game should have it if your game runs on quest one absolutely make sure it's available for quest one too but if you want to make something massive like after the fall like resident evil and this game which is like an online 5v5 shooter i i don't, I don't have any problem with that but maybe we're in a little bubble samson because you know we've we've got the quest too and that's probably why we're saying that yeah uh 100 but yeah, just I mean, it definitely shouldn't be all games. I think that there's a lot of games out there that can work on both uh, quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose if you're creating like an FPS, it's five on five that you want as many people as possible. You like you're probably incentivized to uh, get it on as many platforms as possible. Definitely. But um, yeah, I just don't know about like requiring devs to do it. Like let them make that business decision on their own. Yeah, well, the good thing, as far as I'm aware, aware of for Alva is that they are going to be cross-play, so you can play with the PSVR platform as well, but it's only going to be exclusive to PSVR and Quest 2 for now. So we'll wait and see. I'm interested to see if for this game and after the fall, if they are ever going to bother with releasing that Quest 1. Are they ever going to bother? Is it just, just a loophole just, that they've found? 
a fake promise. Yeah, I'd be interested. Okay. I mean, I I feel like eventually it will, but you know, who knows if that point, like, it yeah. you know, it will be too late. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I mean, I feel for the Quest One people, but then I think when it comes to twenty twenty two, I I would expect more of this to be honest. Um. Yeah. So let's go on to our next new story, and this is. Uh, the one that broke out, which is the Facebook and Ray-Ban reveal. So Facebook um, kind of put a teaser out uh, a few days before prior as well, that they were teasing this date of um, the 9th of September, that they were going to announce some partnership with Ray-Ban. And there have been talks and rumors about it before. A lot of people have been talking about potential AR, which is going to be great because Ray-Ban is more of a stylish glasses compared to if you go back to whether what the google glass looked like way back in the time you know this looks stylish it doesn't look like you've got cameras in there which could be a bad thing but you know you're like you're wearing your sunglasses right it's more appealing to more people but now on the 9th of september we got the reveal uh and essentially it doesn't have ar it's, it's simply sunglasses with cameras in and, and these these are the facts what we have at the moment um it can record 30 second videos um by the way it's called what's it called it's called the ray-ban stories Stories. yeah ray-ban stories which is a a very interesting name but we'll get more into that in a second so yeah it can record 30 second videos it has two five megapixel cameras it can store 30 videos or 500 pictures on the actual glasses itself before you have to transfer them to your to your phone there is a companion app to it um, the speakers built in so you can take calls or you can listen to music as well. I believe Bose have glasses that you can listen to music as well um, like that. Uh, there's no AR, which is interesting because Mark Zuckerberg in the reveal, it's around, it's like a 10 minute video where he reveals and he simply talks about the glasses and all of a sudden brings up AR and he says that it's important, it's an important step on the road to make AR glasses, but he alludes that the technology isn't there in order to make it so small to put in the, t- in the glasses for now. Um, but he, then he says, imagine turn by turn directions, imagine playing chess, you know, with your friends in AR, which I, it was very appealing, but he just mentioned that thing. He probably mentions it to people like us who were ex- expecting some sort of AR integration. Then he goes ahead and plays table tennis, um, he plays table tennis and takes the video through the glasses and puts on the story. Now, I originally thought that he was playing 11 table tennis in AR, but Samson, he wasn't, right? There's an actual real table. No, he tricked you. Yeah, he was playing real table tennis. I think it was to show that like you can wear them and record while doing something more active. Yeah, yeah. It's just a weird placement of that in the ad. It yeah. definitely fooled me. I was like, oh, sick. Here we go. Because the first couple of minutes, I was like, oh, I'm not really interested in this. And as soon as he said AR and then he playing table tennis i was like okay here we go but yeah it doesn't have that but the price is 300 dollars is the base price uh, it's a little bit more for polaroid um, a little bit more for correction lenses etc just like how the sunglasses are normally and they come in different styles they're not just the one style um they've added a little privacy feature on there so when you are hitting record there's a little white light that comes on on your um on your glasses and it is going to have voice recognition see there is physical buttons touch buttons like you can touch the side there is voice recognition that's what i was saying to samson before the podcast actually the the voice recognition is you have to say facebook 
um, to trigger it. And I was just saying is like, it's kind of weird. Like if you're on a beach or you're with a crowd of people or you're at your festival or something, and if you shout out saying Facebook, <laughs> Facebook record video, I'm pretty sure a lot of people around you are going to be on edge, <laughs> a little on edge when that happens, especially with all the, the, the talk that Facebook, all the baggage that Facebook comes along with it. But so we won't try not to talk about it too much because I guess in the end of the day, without being AR, it doesn't really have too much of a link to us Oculus fans. But yeah, since it's Facebook, Samson, what 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 are your initial thoughts on it? And are you gonna potentially buy one? Uh, I mean, they're just like not super useful, right? It's basically a lot of function that you can use with your phone, recording videos, taking pictures. Uh the privacy is a little bit of a concern he he markerberg like really emphasized that when there's an off button when you turn them off it's absolutely not recording uh really really push that i'm curious how like the call call quality is and if it's like if it'll be like talking on speakerphone like in public or like if it's a bit more private um but quite honestly i'm most interested in these simply because of uh a YouTube video made by Lucas Builds the Future. You can check out his YouTube channel. I highly recommend it. And he created like a VR time machine. He used the Snapchat spectacles. Um, and basically he just created memories of like day, every day for an entire year and then built a VR app uh, where he could like go back and relive the memories. And uh, it just seems so cool. And I would just love to create my own vr time machine of memories uh but that's that's really the only use i could think of that sounds actually wicked i actually no idea that that was that was what he did um yeah you could like just say you record a 30 second video every day of the year or something as well you've seen those right before where they've done like one yeah the one second a day yep one second a day you could do yeah you could do something like that i i when i was watching it i did think man why, why would i bother with this you know after i realized that it's not ar but i can see the appeal of it because you know people have their phones out when they're saying taking a picture of themselves through a mirror or something they can now just put it the glasses on they don't have they don't have a phone in front of them or anything like that it take breaks that barrier a little bit um it's it's i guess it's the weird thing is that how different is this from what google glass was years ago right i'm like obviously google glass looks looked a little bit dumb compared to what a ray-ban looks like ray-bans like like it looks seamless it looks you know it looks fashionable where the where the google glass looked just super futuristic but when you put it in modern day society it doesn't kind of doesn't look right i just don't to me at the moment i'm thinking what what difference does what why like the google glass failed like why would this not fail as well like what is the differences here um, and maybe because I'm fresh from it, maybe in a week's time, I'll have more thoughts. But what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know how much like these Ray-Bans cost normally, but I imagine they're $100, $150. So yeah. you're, what, you're about doubling the price or so. Mm-hmm. I think in the video they mentioned that it's only five grams heavier. So it's basically the yeah. same weight as, uh, as normal sunglasses um yeah i think that these are like really for early adopters and uh it's it's just it's a step in the right direction for them right they want 
to make these be AR glasses uh, and they want them to be able to look and fit and feel like real sunglasses. Uh, and the tech just isn't small and light enough for them to quite get there. But uh, it is kind of funny that Facebook's AR strategy in 2021 is basically what Snapchat did four years ago. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think with the recording 30 second videos, they're trying to do maybe a, a TikTok in a way, trying to, you know, I, I, that's the thing I think with Instagram, yeah, Instagram has been it's owned by Facebook. They've incorporated stories in there, which is pretty much what Snapchat has been doing for a while. I, I can see the appeal. I just think for us Oculus folk who are probably listening to this podcast, I don't know why you would probably buy it because it doesn't have any AR technology. And would it have AR technology in the future? Potentially not because, you know, I'm looking at some of the new AR um, designs and the new some of the new AR glasses and such that are like concepts or prototypes are coming out. Most of them all have these like LiDAR sensors on them. Um, to read the room better mm -hmm. and to place objects in a room and you know whether it's light or dark they can still put the object in there um, so I think that's what it's missing I think if you put a lidar scanner in there if they could I mean it's on phones now as well you could put a lidar scanner into there I think that would have opened up a big potential but maybe this is just the first step but the thing is he, he mentions it's an important step on the road to make AR glasses but it has nothing in terms of AR, all yeah, it just right. has is the two cameras and taking videos. So I, I, I don't see the link unless they are trying to incorporate some some sort of AR through just those cameras eventually. Which I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Only time will tell. Yeah, only time will tell. Definitely if you, in the comments below on the video or let us know at letstalkoculus at gmail.com if we're missing anything there or you, you decide or you're thinking of picking it up. Um, but yeah. I don't know why it will appeal to, to us, but hey, we'll see. We'll see if in the next couple of shows, uh, Samsung has these cool glasses <laughs> on, because I feel like he might do. They did come out on Thursday. So, you know, they're available now. So if you do want them, 300 bucks. And you're right. I think they're about 150 bucks normally or 100 bucks for some, some Ray-Bans. All right. So moving on, um, we've got Atlas V, who is the production studio that worked on VR movies and experiences like Battlescar and Gloomy Eyes. They've launched a new publishing distribution arm called Astrea, I believe is how, how you pronounce that. Uh, their current lineup includes 37 projects across home headsets, location-based installation and unreleased titles. Now, the reason why I brought this up in the news, I mean, we're all for like VR movies and it's great. But the reason why I brought it up is I wanted to have the little discussion here, Samson, is that publishers are big when it comes to games. But when it comes to VR games, there's not many publishers, to be honest. We've got Vertigo Games, uh, which do a lot. And we've also got basically Oculus that, that publish games. There's not actual publishers. I like it's weird because you know, with a YouTube series that I started off doing was like indie, like Oculus Indies. But I realized that most of the games are indies in a way because they're all <laughs> self they're all self-published. Um, do you think potentially going forward, there's the or do you think there's a gap in the market right now for a dedicated VR uh, publisher? Or do you think there's probably just still not that much money in it for them? I mean, it's got to be a money issue, right? If the money was there, the publishers would probably 
jump uh, on you it. know jump on it yeah um so i think as vr grows as you know psvr 2 comes out like there's is bound to be more publishers focusing or creating vr uh you know arms definitely well i think with playstation they've uh, they recently i can't remember because i didn't write it down but it, it they recently bought a vr studio like last week as well um so they're buying a lot of vr studios and publishing it under their own arms um but it's funny because you mentioned like the, the money potentially isn't there where the next thing i was going to say is that i expect you to die too that came out <laughs> what three weeks ago or two weeks ago now um just made a million dollars in less than one week of release one million dollars which is insane yeah it's wild it's insane, which is amazing, though, right? It's fantastic that you see that. We've seen the million-dollar barrier being broken by other games in the past as well, but normally bigger games are normally, like... A bit longer uh, time. Big longer time and mostly, like, Oculus published as well. But I expect you to die to a million less than a week. Um, did you ever get a chance to play it yet or not? I have not. It was... It, I played a lot of VR, but that wasn't one of them yet. Yeah, but it, in the last podcast episode where we had pj on from vr verdict he talked he sang its praises he absolutely loved it uh, i know kimberly as well the patron to the show also loves i expect you to die i don't know if she's played the second one yet um but that's really encouraging because it is like a straight up indie title and i think developers must look at this and go hey there's a massive platform on the quest the quest is starting to make its rounds you know yeah yeah, yeah, there's a market out there for them, for sure. Yeah, there's a market out there. And I'm wondering what the PC VR... I wonder what the breakdown was, because obviously I expect you to die. didn't just come out on Oculus, right? So I'm, ex I'm wondering what the, the breakdown would be on different platforms. I'm seeing if it would be. But, but yeah, so that's I expect you to die. Um, so you've not played any Synthriders this week, but yeah. they're teasing that something's coming. Do you want to... Talk about a little what you've just seen just before we started recording here. Yeah, it was about an hour or so before we started recording. And uh, Synth Riders on their Facebook page and Instagram and in their Discord, it just says something is coming 9-16-2021. And it's got sort of like two hologram humans kind of, kind of looking at each other. And I believe the audio is like Morse code or something. I, I, I'm not really sure. But uh god knows what it is but i'm excited yeah you've got like an image of two people i mean it's a video of like two people like they're about to kiss is what it looks like to me <laughs> there must be i feel like someone who's listening or someone out there on twitter maybe as we're discussing this people have kind of deciphered what it is but there must be something linked to some sort of artist i would say mm. i would say Unless it's something, unless it's not what we it think. It could be multiplayer or something. I was about to say, unless it's like human connection is what they're trying to bring. Where, what do, what would you think that could be there? Like as a multiplayer, because right now they've got lobbies and such. Or do you think there potentially could be a different multiplayer mode involved? Or, I don't know, some sort of competition involved or something? God, I have no idea. I, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping it's more music. And maybe it's uh, exp more experiences, something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, uh, you know, one week. 
Do you play any um, multiplayer Instant Riders aside from obviously the Olympic stuff that you were doing? Uh, every once in a while, uh, I like to hop in when I can remember uh, on either the Saturday or Sunday uh, synth sessions because there it's just like a boatload of multiplayer rooms on. Got it. Got it. Fair enough. Yeah, I've, I haven't played too many because every time I come on it as uh, during the week, there's not many actually, but yeah, the weekends is where it's at when it comes to synth writers. But yeah. we'll see what happens next week. And of course, we'll talk about it on next week's podcast. And I'm sure if it, whatever is happening, if it's released on that day, um, I'll Sam, be in it. Samson will be back in it. Yeah, back in it, which moves <laughs> us on to what we've been playing. And Samson, I want to start with myself this time, just because I have so <laughs> I was few, gonna say, yeah, so few compared to what you have. You have like a bunch of games that you've played <laughs> so we'll we'll get on to samson in a second um i've been playing three games um first one is war chasm now i alluded that alluded to that in the um in the uh, summary of the podcast episode is that we have at the end of the show we have a developer um dave who pretty much made the whole thing himself made the whole game we have an interview with him that comes up at the end of the show but essentially what it is it's even though what he says on the um, on the interview, he didn't really take light of Pistol Whip and didn't influence him at all. It has that similar feeling where essentially you're in this like runaway mine train, like cart kind of thing. And you're going through and you've got things coming at you. There's like alien creatures coming at you. There's, there's like robotic people. There's cannons coming at you. And you're, you've got two like laser pistols and you're shooting it very pis- pistol whip-esque. Um, but it's really well done. I was very impressed when I put the headset on and I played through the tutorial and I was like, hmm, okay. And then when I actually went into the first world, I was like, holy crap, this is all done by one person. Um, I was thoroughly impressed. And there's, there's five complete worlds, six if you include the tutorial. Uh, it's $12.99 on App Lab. Um, and it's, it's a bit of a workout, isn't it, Samson? Oh, definitely. Yeah, this uh, my back is killing me after playing this one. Um, but yeah, I definitely say it's like pistol whip because you're on rails meets like space pirate trainer because you're mm-hmm. sort of like, you know, wave shooting type of deal. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, in the interview at the end of the show as well, you'll see some gameplay of me on the video version and I'll have a proper gameplay video up on the channel. Um, hopefully by the time you're watching this, um the other thing i tried is monday i believe i put i put monday down i believe that's not the actual right um name of the actual game right uh samson will find the actual right name of the game <laughs> um it's a language vr game that we were talking about for the last couple of episodes so essentially uh you'll put the headset on and you get into different scenarios when it comes to uh whether you're in a cafe in a hotel um it you can pick a bunch of languages there's a bunch of them on there so you can you can pick obviously ranging from english spanish all the way to like cantonese if you want to there's a there's a ton ton of languages supported and essentially it's like a campaign in a way you go in you you take the um you take the uh, plane and you're going to the place that you selected as your language and on the plane, you have a conversation with somebody. On the train, you'll have a conversation with somebody. When you're in the taxi, in the Uber or whatever, you'll have a conversation. Did you find out the name? It's Mondly. 
Monsley. That's it. That's why my um, yeah, autocorrect. My not my autocorrect on Monday. So Monsley, yeah, we'll have we'll uh, we'll have the links in the description if you do want to check it out. Um, what I didn't really like about it was that even though I put it on beginner, I did Spanish and I put it on beginner. I still found it very difficult. <laughs> I don't know if that's just because of me. I did take Spanish in high school, but I, definitely not the best at all. Um, it just thought I just thought for a beginner, it's too much. I feel like for a pure beginner who's new to a language, you'd probably want to start with something like Duolingo or some sort of lessons online just to learn some key vocab. And then once you're ready, put yourself in those scenarios. It is pretty nice. I think if you're like on the intermediate level in terms of language and you need help practicing your speaking and dialogue, then I think maybe it might be a good good fit for you. It's only $9.99 on the store. Mm -hmm. It's only $9.99. So I think if you're definitely in that intermediate level of some sort of language and it does support the language that you're trying to learn, definitely go give it a go because I feel like it might be a good essential tool. Um, Essentially what will happen is that uh, the someone will speak to you say on the train and you'll have prompts up on the side what you could respond with or you can hide them and you can respond um, your own way uh, I found that with the mic it didn't pick it up perfectly every single time but I can't really compare because at the end of the day I'm trying to speak Spanish with a British accent so that might be the reason why it couldn't really couldn't really pick me up but yeah, if if you're if you're in intermediate language, I would definitely try that one. But for me, it didn't really work. If you're a beginner, I would stay away. Uh, and then finally, I played a bit more of Jurassic World Aftermath. Um, I've almost completed the game. Um, I don't want to say too much into it until I have finished it, but it gets much better as you get as you get more and more into it. It gets more and more better. And um, the second part, a couple of weeks time or so, it's coming out, so I'll be ready. Um, Samson, did you ever get to playing that or not? I have not. I have not. So he's not played a Jurassic World Aftermath, but he's got a bunch of games that he did play. Samson, let's go through it. What have you been playing? All right. So I'm going to start with uh, Dash Dash World. Uh, So this is a kart racer, kind of like Mario Kart, but in VR. Uh, and I was a little afraid because I remember you mentioning the uh, VR sickness get to you for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. I put I put myself right into full immersion mode. Uh, I think I played like five or so races with uh, Patreon Kai. Uh, it feels great. It felt like Mario Kart. Like I was like, oh, this is this is pretty fun. Uh, I didn't and didn't experience any motion sickness whatsoever. Uh, but my internet kept crashing. So I kept getting like booted out of these races, which is uh, eventually frustrating enough that I was like, all right, I'm going to come back to this, uh, come back to this later. I was playing uh, with the link cable. So next time I play, I'll probably play standalone and see if that changes anything. I'm very impressed that you didn't have any motion sickness in this because I didn't have full immersion mode. Actually, maybe I did. It's been a while, but I remember, I remember trying it with um, the different, um methods that they have put for motion sickness and i still felt really sick i think i was playing in the i think bmf did one as when it came out he did like a live stream his first ever live stream and i joined in on that and yeah it just made me sick immediately i was like this looks so cool like if you like you said it looks like mario kart kind of in vr with all the items and i love how 
you would like get like one of the guns or something and you have to actually yeah. motion it. Yeah, it was that was pretty sweet, but I just couldn't get a hold of it. I had to refund it because of the motion sickness. But hey, Samson, maybe you play a lot of VR, you've just developed your VR legs. Oh, yeah, uh, hopefully so. Except, except a few VR chat worlds, which uh, I experienced a little motion sickness yesterday in. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving right along uh, to the next game I was in. Uh, so I follow the Deus Sim, uh, which is like a God simulator. I followed the developer on Twitter and I saw he's like been working on a few updates. And I was like, you know what? I got to get back into that game. Uh, spent like an hour and a half or so. Uh, and for the, those of you who don't know, like basically you're throwing down to various tiles, grass, ice, desert, uh, and civilization sort of spawn up. Uh, up to about eight of them, I think. Uh, and they progress, they start very basic, which is like a wood fire. And then it gets all the way up to like roads. And I, I think to the future with flying vehicles, I've never played that long and gotten that far. Um, and then like fires will start, you gotta put them out with rain. Uh, it's a very relaxing game. I highly recommend it. It is available on App Lab. Um, and the, like I said, the developers continuously uh, adding to that game. Nice. Um, yeah, I've not played that one before, to be honest. Um, um, I definitely have to look at it. Has it got multiplayer in there? Or... Uh, no multiplayer. And it's pretty much a new game every time you start. Like, it does save, and you can go back to an old world. But every time I play, I just like to start start new. Um, and I'm always like, oh, I'm gonna, this time I'm going to build islands, or this time I'm going to have, like, a big pool of water. Uh, yeah. Nice. It's, uh, it's, it's nice to get lost in. It's very relaxing. There's no real like losing, I think. I've, I've never actually let things just like die, but I, I'm, I, I don't know what would happen. Um, yeah. Next up, uh, I got into <clears throat> my usual VR chat every week. I'm, I'm, I try to get in there, check out the new worlds. Uh, there's like a super monkey ball uh, room. It's called like super VR ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, you go around, collect like through, it's just like the platformer, uh, the 2D platformer, you go around collecting watermelons and try to get to the, to the end as fast as you can. Uh, very well made for a VR chat room. It felt solid. Uh, I played with Kai. We both, uh, we both had a pretty good time. Was, um, um, it's, uh, are you actually in the ball? essentially? So you, you're like running on top of the ball. So like you move oh, with the it. ball. And there's things that like the ball can bounce off of. Um, that would be a fun game on like using if that had like cyber shoes support or <laughs> one of the VR treadmills. I think it'd be pretty. Oh, fun. definitely. That would be that would be cool for sure. Yeah. Like you're actually having to walk exactly. On the ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it'd be excellent actually. Um, and then next up in VR chat, I found this club. It was like in the new worlds. It's called Club Orion. And you feel like you're in a real club. Like I walked in there, there's a bunch of seizure warnings and like flashing light warnings. And you walk in there, there's a DJ booth. There's like screens, like blasting lights. There's a dance floor. Uh, There's rooms off to the side. There's like a bar and at the bar you can get glow sticks. uh, And they've got like, I think three DJs a night pretty much nightly i think uh they start at like 9 p.m est um very cool i think they're trying to get uh, a big big dj party going uh october 1st and 2nd with some irl uh djs uh but yeah if you're into the club scene or like edm like i 
I definitely recommend checking it out. I'm not sure if it's PC VR only, but uh, I was just about to ask because yeah. like they, you said the big events on like October first, second. My birthday's on October fourth. I could go to the club. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll have to double check on the PC VR only. It is like a pretty demanding room, but yeah. you know you can always turn down uh like the flashing lights or uh things like that. Fair enough. Um. <clears throat> Next up, I got it back into cubism. I was I I've been using the Oculus Link a good amount, and so I had to start over because I hadn't played on my PC. Uh, and God, this game gets so hard, and but is also so relaxing until you just get unbelievably frustrated with whatever puzzle you're on. <laughs> is the AR support in there now, or they, is that not released to the public yet? It's still I, in I, development. I don't believe it's released for the public. And when I was playing with the link cable, it actually like asked me to pick up my controller. So I'm not sure mm. if uh, if hand tracking works with the PC VR version. Got it. Got it. Um, uh, played more Rec Room Paintball. Ended up in this room with this guy named Joey, who is like the most unbelievable Rec Room Paintballer I've ever come across. Uh, he had like over 45 kills and just won every game and i had to leave for a less skilled room <laughs> and then last but not least uh is available on side quest it's seeker vr and uh it's basically harry potter meets vr you fly around hogwarts uh <laughs> you can fly around the pitch on your uh on your broom uh it looks amazing it's like super impressive that this is like made by one guy like you can't go inside Hogwarts, but like all around the yeah. the campus, yeah. so to say. I went by Hagrid's house. Uh, you can use your wands like to do move, interact with some things. Uh, I think there's more to come, uh, but yeah, definitely recommend. It's for free as well. Definitely recommend checking out Seeker VR. Nice. Um, and then actually, just before the podcast uh, recording, I got into a uh, Goliath, which uh, we talked about last week with yeah. VR verdict. Uh, I definitely recommend it. It's definitely not a light experience. Like it's, it's, it felt pretty intense, but uh, I, uh, I recommend it. It's free. And it took me about 30 to 40 minutes, I think, uh, Is- to sort of do the whole thing. Goliath on uh, App Lab. Or... Uh, I believe Goliath is on the main store. On the main store, and it's free. That's very rare because there's not many free experiences, to be honest. Yeah. Um. So nice. Well, that that's a lot of VR. Um. <laughs> so after uh, yeah. So now now the VR world, the virtual world, has now become Samsung's reality potentially. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Don't worry. It'll 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 go down once I'm uh, no yeah. longer unemployed. But uh, I've just got a lot of time to kill yeah it sounds good though like i'm really i'm really interested in that club um more than anything i I hope (laughs) i hope it is in the in the standard in in an oculus quest version as well and i always see you in rec room paintball i I think i should jump into that because i feel like i always see you especially in the late night so like so samson's on the east coast i'm on the west coast of north america and i'm playing at maybe 7 8 p.m or maybe even 9 p.m. But I still see Samson's online. So it must be like midnight, 1 a.m. for him. And he's always, it's always rec room. He's in a room in paintball all the time. 
<laughs> yeah so uh one of my best friends from back home uh he his girlfriend works at a bar so mm -hmm. he often has friday saturday nights available to uh to play some rec room paintball so we'll we'll have a few drinks and uh and play some paintball fair enough that makes a lot of sense all right that's that's awesome um so let's go on to what games are coming out this week um i'll start off samson because you've spoke a lot right there <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we start off with Clash of Chefs uh, VR, which comes out on September 16th. Uh, there's no actual price for this one yet, uh, but essentially what it says is Ready Steady Cuck. Clash of Chefs VR is a competitive cucking game that will put your culinary skills to the test as you race to finish orders. Complete 80 single, player, 80 single player stages or take on human opponents in both real-time and asynchronous competitive multiplayer with four unique restaurants, each with their own recipes and ingredients to master. Cook the orders, serve them up, and slap your opponents with your leftovers as you race to become the greatest chef in the world. It's probably the best description I've read, to be honest. <laughs> it's very well put together. Um, I mean, have you played Overcooked before on the pancake? Oh, yeah. I love, I love Overcooked and Overcooked, this, this too. This is exactly what it says to yeah. me, is Overcooked in VR, and I am on board. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I love how it's... There's, I was surprised when I read that, actually. Um, 80 single-player stages. So there's a bunch of content in there. And I, I like... I want to see what they do with the take on human opponents in both real-time and asynchronous. Asynchronous, does that mean like a like a ghost, essentially? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Kind of yeah. like that uh that rhythm game where you could like jam with your friends, the uh beat arena or whatever. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and also I like that the they have unique four unique restaurants and they all have their own recipes and ingredients to master. Um I like that as well. Um I know in in Overcooked, I have not played Overcooked 2 yet. I actually downloaded it last week uh on the Xbox, but overcooked one i just remember there was a lot of salad there was a there was just like in order of what you need to do you're just kind of making like a salad burger type of thing but there wasn't much variety as far as i remember in terms of the ingredients it's just whatever they give you so it's interesting like if they have their own recipes it'll be interesting if you can just get better at the game by learning what these recipes are and as soon as it says something you know exactly what to get without mm -hmm. needing to read or look at what ingredients um how excited are you, Samson? Oh, I'm pretty excited. More excited if I can convince, you know, one or to three friends to uh, to hop in with me. I mean, this definitely doesn't sound like I'd play much single player. No, I think this is more fun. In, well, it isn't overcooked, at least. But that's because yeah. you're working together. This one, you're taking on opponents. So right. it might be a little bit different in that fact. I hope they pull it off. Um, do you know how many players you can play up against how many opponents uh i sure. don't know okay as samson's finding that out as i can see him <laughs> crunching the numbers um i wonder what the price is going to be is it kind of weird that they never really release a price unless it's a pre-order it just says coming soon but yeah september 16th and yeah i think if you're into overcooked if you ever played overcooked or if you've not played overcooked then if you have an xbox or playstation or switch 100% play it. It's one of the best co-op games I've ever played. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, you got to get into uh, Overcooked too, for sure. You can throw the food. It gets so great. It's so great. I will. I will. I literally just downloaded it last week. 
Um, so yeah, that's class of chefs. Um, any idea what the brands are? I'm not sure. No, I'm, uh, oh, the price? No, I'm not sure. No. It is on uh, Steam VR for 20, 1999. Okay, so it'll probably be exactly so the same on, yeah. on Oculus Quest. Um, but yeah, that will be out on September 16th. Uh, Samson, on to you. All right. Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy Edge, Last Call, coming out September 15th as a $9.99 DLC, or if you own the first one, or if you own the first one, a $9.99 DLC, or if you don't, a $34.99 total package. And in Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, Last Call, you'll be able to explore Batu in virtual reality, help Dok Andar, I'm not sure if I'm getting all these names correctly, so forgive me, recover an ancient artifact from the Sardivian Chasm and the Cavern of the Moons or escape the First Order on the Black Spire outpost. There are also new tales to experience. In the Bounty of Bogs, Triff players will become IG-88 as they hunt down the mobster Bogs. Or you can continue the story of the Adi Sun Zi in the Sacred Garden set during the High Republic. Oh, that was a tough one, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you gave me all the Star Wars names there. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I got I to gotta play through the first one. I'm a huge Star Wars fan uh, that you can't tell because I can't pronounce anything from Star Wars. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so be it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I haven't played the first one yet, but I will now because uh, it's obviously going to come out on the 15th. So I kind of want I want to talk about it. I want to play both of them and talk about it for the next week's podcast. So I'll definitely be um, playing both. Um, you already played the first one, right? Or did you wait no, as well? No, I, I haven't. I wasted. I waited as well. So I think it's homework for both of us for next homework. week. Yeah, homework for both of us. PJ was on it the podcast last week. He spoke about spoke highly about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. He really liked it. Um, so I'm excited. There's not much I can really say until um, I play it, to be honest. But it's yeah, it's $9.99 if you've already owned the game, or $34.99 if you've not owned the game. So that'd be the one. I definitely picked up. Um, just going back a little bit to Class of the Chefs, I just jumped on their website and they have a roadmap. Um, and what they're saying is they don't, they haven't told, haven't said how many multiplayer players are, but voice chat and multiplayer is not there at the moment. And it says that's the next thing that they're cooking up. Um, so I think that's yeah, cooking be, up. Nice. Cook, yeah, this is what they're cooking up. And in terms of the kitchens, they've got an American, Italian, and Japanese. Uh, Mexican is the next one that they're cooking up. So that's that roadmap. It'll be interesting to see, because this is all for the early access version on Steam. It'll be interesting to see if all of this is complete by the full release, which I feel like they will be, because I think voice chat and multiplayer is very essential. Yeah, I think that it might even be like, like I mean, it might be a requirement for them. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think the sports game that me and you played the all-in-one sports oh, yeah, that's VR true. That's had, true. had no voice chat, which was like such a miss. So you had to do it through the Oculus, which is fine. But if you don't really know about how to do that, you know, such a miss. But yeah, I'm excited. I will we'll talk more about Star Wars uh, next week. Um, then we have Peerhead Arcade Quest, um, which is uh, on App Lab and it's for $14.99 and it's out now. Uh, Peerhead Arcade 2 is the sequel uh, to the popular indie virtual reality arcade simulator. Relive, relive your childhood spent at the arcade on the pier, but this time with unlimited tokens. 
Key features, you got 30 plus unique physics driven arcade games spread over several rooms. It includes all DLC, single player and online and LAN multiplayer. LAN multiplayer for the virtual reality. I, that just means like local multiplayer, but LAN feels it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, spend your hard-earned tickets on 30 plus toys in the gift shop and customize your avatar in one of 500 combinations. So a little confused here, Samson. So we have Pi- is Peerhead Arcade 2, but it says includes all the DLC. Is this like the, the full version or something? You've, pl- you've played a bunch of this before, right? Uh, I, pl- I did. Uh, I saw Gamertag was playing it, so I did pick it up. Uh, I didn't play it too long, maybe about a half hour, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw on Steam there's like Peerhead Arcade and Peer Arcade 2. So I assume the one on Steam comes or has the option to have DLCs and they're probably included in this one. Um, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but I had fun. I mean, I did, I love the coin pushers. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it makes no sense why I enjoyed doing that. But yeah, I spent way too much time like f- playing virtual coin pushing games. That's the funniest thing I've heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like that everyone goes to the arcade. Like, yeah. Played a uh, Street Fighter, played uh, Time <laughs> Crisis, you know, uh, maybe went bowling in, the, in some of the arcades, have bowling alleys and such. No one says, yo, I played the sick game of coin pushes. Coin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Samson spends his days playing uh, coin pushes. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, you know there's like, there's yeah. various rooms and then you got to get a certain number of stars in the various games to unlock the, uh, the more games in the future rooms. I was about to say, the coin pusher sounds quite relaxing, to be fair. <laughs> it was. You're just, like, throwing coins in. It's no, you're not worried about spending actual money. Uh, yeah. 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 Fair enough. Um, so that's, yeah, $14.99 on App Lab. Um, mm-hmm. Samson, over to you. All right. Uh, Warcosm. <clears throat> As we... Uh, talked about a little bit briefly uh rain down a deluge of droid destruction while avoiding the hazards of an alien world in this fast-paced arcade shoot 'em up pitted against an army of murderous mechs you must battle your way through a myriad of locals locales from the overrun spaceports to bubbling lava filled volcanoes in order to escape the war chasm to aid you in your fight against the alien onslaught You'll have an array of weapons at your disposal from ray guns and blasters to devastating mortars and high-tech quad missile launchers. You'll need a cool head, a keen eye, and razor-sharp reflexes as you fight off the alien horde and make your way through this perilous VR adventure. So grab your guns, dive in to the action, and experience your first War chasm. I just realized, just realized why it's called War Chasm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I mean, if you stay or stick around um, in the next five minutes or so, you'll, you'll hear the developer interview that we had with David. Um, I was really impressed with the game. Um, like I said, it was $12.99 on the App Lab. Uh, Samson, do you have any other thoughts on it? Uh, no, I enjoyed it. Uh... It's definitely definitely a workout. You're going to be dodging. It's sort of like a bullet hell game. Yeah, yeah. And um, I wanted to say that Dave was kind enough to give me two codes for the game as well. So if you have made it this far into the podcast, 
let me know. Go on, uh, send me an email at let's talk uh, let's talk Oculus at gmail.com. And the first two people, um, I'll send you a code uh, for the Oculus Quest version. Um, there is on PC as well, um, but the Oculus Quest app lab version. So if you made it this far, a little reward um, for you guys. Uh, so we have the last one. Oh, we have two more actually, because we, yeah. yeah. Um, we have Key for God. Uh, which is out now on App Lab and it's for free. This has been on the SideQuest platform for a while now. Uh, travel, you're using your own feet into the depths of an AI temple. Doesn't matter how much space, you, uh, doesn't have, matter how much space do you have. <laughs> so I don't, I don't edit all these descriptions. I literally copy it from the developer's thing. So this is why sometimes it's kind of funny. Okay, doesn't matter how much space do you have. The game will try to make the most of it and will fit the procedurally generated worlds in that space you have. So this uses AI. It's a room scale game. I've never played it, to be honest, but Samson, you have thoughts on it, right? Yeah, I've played a, a little bit of it. Uh, not too much. You do need uh, at least a six by six area. Uh, probably recommend a little bit more, but it's a roguelite. Uh, so like already you got like a lot of hours of gameplay there, high replay value. Uh, you're exploring sort of maze-like impossible space maps and uh, little robot robots pop up at you. You got to shoot them. And uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty great and it's free. So you got no reason to not try it unless you don't have the space for it. Definitely. Well, it means weird. It says, doesn't matter how much space do you have? <laughs> it's like but that. you need space <laughs> but you need six foot by six foot okay yeah um yeah i would say obviously it's free go try it out and last but certainly not least we have <laughs> this just came out today uh paranormal activity the lost soul armed with a battery hungry flashlight you find yourself exploring what appears to be a quiet average looking home in a woodsy neighborhood before long you discover you're not alone as you discover the clues unraveling the horrifying mystery of what's gone on in this house and struggle to survive the terror that haunts you. For an even more terrifying experience, switch to the highly popular VR. Oh, I see. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Not going to finish that red description. And yeah. it is uh, 1999 uh, on the Oculus store. Um, obviously, you're not going to play it. <laughs> no, that game sounds like it would scare the crap out of me um i would love to play it to be honest but i'm it's, it's always hit and miss when it comes to the vr horror so i'm just gonna wait and see what the reviews are and i might just wait until october comes mm -hmm. along it comes into that scare season you know there's a i really want to finish off uh lies beneath which is a fantastic vr horror game which i played last year and i didn't really have a chance to finish it off because i started the youtube and such so I really want to play a bunch of these scary games and scare the crap out of me and have nightmares because <laughs> that's what I'm into. And I think a lot of people who are into VR horror are into the same kind of weird. So um, Resident Evil obviously will probably come out around that time as well. So I'm probably going to save it for now, but I'm interested to see what people think about it. Obviously, it's a licensed game. That doesn't mean it's going to be good. In fact, there's probably a lot of bad licensed games out there rather than good licensed games. So... I'm intrigued to see what it's going to be like. Um, I honestly didn't look at it or didn't know about it until we just started recording because we just yes. found out. There was no news. Yeah, I just saw it on the uh, Ocular Quest Store Reddit feed. Yeah, it's very weird. I, I swear it's very really weird when it comes to marketing. 
And I may it might just be because, like we alluded to earlier, in terms of the lack of VR publishers, everything's potentially indie developers, and that's why the marketing is the budget's not there, and right. you don't really hear about it, right? And it's kind of up to us, to be honest, to have these developer interviews or 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 just put it out in terms of YouTube content so people can can learn about it more. Um, yeah, it's a shame that they don't do. Because Nintendo do a nice indie showcase, like indie, like Nintendo Direct, but just for indies now and again. And it'd be nice if, uh, if Oculus did some, like Oculus Supporting, gaming showcase yeah. for indie, like the Oculus indie gaming showcase. And they showed maybe it's just for App Lab games, um, or maybe it's not from App Lab games. Maybe it's just for smaller titles that's on the Oculus Store. You know, just so, um, just so that people have more people can see that now is the paranormal yeah. activity is that on app lab or is it on that's on the uh actual store yeah on the actual store so yeah it'd be nice if they could um just put more publicity in that so yeah so they're the games coming out this week it's funny because every time i make this list i look and i realize what the hell's coming out because there's no actual document of what's coming out mm you know in terms of dates and sometimes you do see on the oculus app that there are stuff coming out but just as coming soon so you have no real yeah. idea so you don't have to kind of dig deep to try and find out what actually is coming out so we might be missing one or two games and if we are apologize for that but it, they don't make it easy it's not like for the playstation blog for example on the blog every week they put what's coming out this week on playstation like they they don't put everything, but they put like most of the key hits that's coming out, but nothing like that for Oculus. So it'd be nice if they had that, but maybe it's not. It's just too much of a niche at the moment. It's not just there yet. Yeah, but we'll continue um, to dig. Yeah, for sure. We're always digging. Um, oh, and we talked about it last week, but the Space Pirate Trainer uh, Arena mode also released today uh, on yeah. recording day. Yeah, yeah, it's also out yeah. too. Um, I'm not gonna well I'm not gonna try it yet because I'm just waiting for <laughs> figure out kind of logistics where the hell I'm gonna put it in. But are you gonna potentially do you thought about you've got a big hole behind you, even though it's uh so it's only about like a 10 by 10 uh behind me, and I think you need like 30 by 30. Uh so I I'm considering playing outside. Uh you know cloudy the, day or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't recommend that just <laughs> your own as long as you keep that thing on your head and don't show it to the sun yeah yeah definitely all right so that's everything we have uh for today's show samson any thoughts or anything before you leave that's it i've been samson sweet um just stick around because we do have the dave uh pritchard De um Warcasm developer interview straight after this um it's around 30 to 35 minutes long so we had a good chat to let, just understand more about the development cycle and such. And if you do like what you hear, when it comes to that interview, um, go over to the VR Verdict podcast. It's with PJ and Wookie. PJ we had on last week on last week's show. They have like a full hour plus interview with him um, going through a little bit more in depth that, that we have here. And they normally have more uh, developer interviews as well. So definitely check them out. Um, and yeah, there's Samson. I'm Dan. And we'll catch you next week after we've played a bit of Star Wars. Anyway, so we've got the pleasure to talk to Dave Pritchard here. We're going to talk about his new game, Warcasm, which just came out on App Lab on the day of recording, the 9th of September. So last week for you guys. 
Dave, congratulations on the game, your first game in App Club, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First game full stop, actually, to be honest. It's, um, uh, there was a PC release, and um, but yeah, the, the goal was to re really get an optimized Quest version up and out there because it's the uh, it's the platform of choice nowadays, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's on App Lab, and uh, yeah, yeah. Th thanks very much for having me on to talk about it. It's, uh, yeah, do you want to yeah. um? Well, we're going to talk about it in the podcast anyway. But do you want to let the viewers know, kind of like the synopsis of what the game is? Um, yeah, I, I think um, I, I, I was chatting with, uh, with with the guys who put VR Verdict actually a couple yeah. of weeks ago, and one of them I, I think coined it best. He said it's um, it's like the mine car chase from uh, Indiana Jones, but you mm -hmm. replace Indy with Han Solo. So uh, so yeah, yeah, I, that, that's what I, I actually put that on the store page and again. I'm like, yeah, that, that, I think there's still that that's that's going in. So yeah, it's um yeah, and that's pretty much it. You're you're in this sort of minecart. It's an on-rail shooter for the most part at the most basic level. Um, but as you're sort of tearing through these tunnels, there's all sorts of robots, drones, and sort of things that are appearing that you need to take out. You've got a bunch of special weapons way during that. Um the more fun aspect of it for me, and the thing that seems to sort of um really sort of um ring a bell with people, as it were, is um uh, as you're running through the caves, there's all sorts of outcroppings and things like that, booby traps stuff coming out, things coming out the ceiling, coming out the walls. So it's a very active game. You've got to be dodging and ducking all the time. Um, and there's sort of sections of track missing and stuff like that. So you need to be pushing on the sides of the minecart to sort of tilt it over those sections. So yeah, it's um yeah, that that's that, that's the sort of general premise, and it takes place over sort of five. Um, yeah, five different worlds from sort of like canyons and caves to uh, uh, sort of like volcanoes and ruins and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And for the for the video viewers of this podcast, um, you'd probably be seeing right now the little gameplay that I'm doing with on the on the on the little cart there. So it takes a lot of inspiration from Pistol Whip, or at least it feels like it, right? Where it's like a rhythm game, you're shooting left and right, you're moving like crazy. Did did any did Pistol Whip come into your mind, or did any other games like that come into your mind to inspire you for this game? No, no not not really. Truth be known, um, <clears throat> a, a lot of the decisions came came from being a solo developer. I mean, I had a very limited bit of help. Um, a, a friend of mine um, ended up doing most of the sound design. I'd sort of started it, and he sort of chipped up and offered to do that. My partner did some um, a handful of the textures for it, but. But the rest of it, the soundtrack and uh, and all of the development, all the models, animation, everything that was on me. So, you, you know, when, when you're in that position, the first question you've got to be asking yourself is, uh, is you know, what can you make? You've got to be realistic about it. Um, and, and to be honest, the, the idea kind of came out of that. It's like, okay, it's like, well... You, you, you know, you, you, what if you're in this in a limited space and, and you know, you're on a set path um, and... Uh, um, and, 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 you know, what can we actually throw into that? What mechanics can we throw into that to make it more interesting, like the tilting and the dodging and stuff like that? But, um, but no, um, no, Pistol Whip really didn't come into it at all. And uh, I'll say something, I know people love it. I'm not actually that much of a fan of Pistol Whip. And I know you guys love it. Yeah, we well. love it. <laughs> You're absolutely mad for it. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. Actually, um, uh, someone said to me earlier, uh, just chatting on Twitter, it's um, turn the auto aim off. And it becomes a lot more of a, a lot more fun, a lot more of a challenge. It becomes more of a shooter and less of a sort of rhythm action game. So I think I'm going to give that a go and revisit it because yeah, you, you know um, 
you know, hundred thousand uh, players can't be wrong. Surely, yeah. It gets know, it gets a lot harder. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, that's it. Uh, yeah, so I should. Um, I mean, the other thing as well with that, with what you're saying about you, you know where it goes. When you're developing, you have so little time to play games as well. It's, mm-hmm. um, you, you, you know, it's, uh, um, I try and play uh, a little bit of beat saber and a bit of O shape and a little bit of boxing in the morning to, uh, uh, you, you, you know, stay in shape, you know, just to stay loose. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's one of the things I'm looking forward to. I, I, I mean, I don't know if I can say this on a VR stream, but I haven't finished Half-Life Alex yet. You know, it's, <laughs> you, you know I've, got, I've had Saints and Sinners in my library for about five months, haven't even opened it. Zero hours of play, you know, and one of the things I'm looking forward to now that I've got hopefully a bit of a break from things is going and exploring some of these, you know, these other fantastic titles that have been, uh, that, that have been hitting the shelves as it were. So, yeah, yeah, that, that's definitely something I'm going to be doing. I mean, I think Samson can resonate with the fact of having games and not playing them. <laughs> <laughs> too many there's too many out there it, it, it really is and, and, and to be honest it hasn't even been since i sort of like started the development thing it's um uh, th- there's so many pancake games in my library as well mm. I, I feel like i'm just funding out at the moment you know it's like oh don't worry about it. i'll just buy it and i'm sure i'll play it you know at some point and, and, and my playstation library is much the same you know it's uh and, and some of the games is like Red Dead Redemption and, uh, and Spider-Man and stuff like that and the last of the So I'm going to have to live to be about 108 to finish with this game. So, so, yeah. Especially Red Dead. Red Dead took me a whole year. I started it in... Well, so yeah, started in 2019, December, and finished it the following year. And I think I only finished it because of the lockdown. <laughs> it helped me <laughs> put more hours into it than I would have ever done. I love that game. It's fantastic, but... Boy, that took me ages. You know, so. I haven't even opened it. Bought it when it was uh, when it was on sale. I haven't even opened it. So yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not really selling myself much of a game here. It sounds like you know nothing about games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured I'd become a dev. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, I'll become a dev. Um, well, you just you mentioned that you you did this pretty much on your own for most of the case. Um, how long did development take? Um, well, it, it was a bit of a rocky road, to be honest. There was, um, I did a PC version, um, and then the Quest came out. And at the time, um, I kind of run out of money and run out of time. And to be honest with you, the game wasn't quite there. I had no choice but to walk away from it. I should have put it into early access, but one of the things I didn't want to do is be one of these devs that's like, oh, no, there's going to be more, when I knew yeah. well, there may well not be more. So I put it out there, but... Um, it wasn't, there was no marketing whatsoever. There was no real release to it. And it just kind of sat there. Um, got a few sales, but nothing to write home about. Um, and then the pandemic hit. So suddenly everyone's got a lot of time on their hands. Um, I got quite lucky in one respect that my uh, financial situation changed a tiny bit. And I was able to make the decision of, okay, let's take this version from the PC um, and let's rework it. And let's rework it into the quest. Um, and along the way, um, in doing that, uh, in doing the port to Quest, there were a lot of things that I was unhappy with with the original, and I sort of addressed them at the same time. Um, so then, once the Quest version was done, I, I, I then actually ported it back to PC, and then added a few more bells and whistles mm-hmm. and, and things. So, um, but that, but it was essentially a year for the PC uh, for the PC uh, release, and then another year for the uh, for the Quest release. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, when I first sort of 
trying to run the PC project on an Oculus Quest. Uh, it, it must, I must have been getting about 11 frames a second. <laughs> it's so slow. It's, uh, um, and, and then as I went through, you know, turning things off, turning effects off, turning off uh, various different things, um, I come to realize that, and, and this is something I've said a couple of times now, is um, it, literally if there were a list, I mean, there is a list of things that you just must not do when you're developing for mobile. And I had done all of them. It's like I've used them as a, as a development guide. It's uh, So, um, you know, I think if, if I knew sort of more what I was doing at that stage, the port would have taken something like about three months, but I ended yeah. up going back, redoing, pretty much rebuilding the entire game, changing how, how everything works. Um, and yeah, I mean, moving forward based on that experience, to be honest with you, if I, if, if I do another game, it will be, uh, um, I will probably build for Quest first and then move up from there. Right. seems to be the, because uh, there's just more headaches to solve. So, you know, um, if you can get that in the bag, then your PC version is going to run like a dream. You know? Yeah. So, that so makes yeah, sense. yeah, a couple of years and all. To be fair, like, I, I guess that's for everybody, right? If, if this is your first ever game, so you're going to do things the long way around, right? You're going to oh, yeah. not I mean, know how to do the shortcuts or not know the most efficient way forward. But then when you go on to your next game, like you said, you'll probably do it on Quest first because you now know that's probably the better way to go forward, right? Yeah, I, I, I would say so, just in terms of making sure everything's optimized. I, I mean, some of the stuff, you know, when you go back and, you know, it's been a year of development. When you go back and you look at, um, you know, and you look at something, a system that you put together eight months previously, yeah, you know, and some of these things I'm looking at and thinking, what was I doing? You know, was I drunk when I did this bit? It's like, you know, and, and suddenly, you know, with eight months more experience, you just look at it and you think that is so unelegant. I, I reckon we can do that you know with half the work you know mm. so um, yeah but um but you live and learn you know it's uh, oh, there is a learning curve to it um i i was lucky on the dev front i come from a background in audio and also a background in animation so i had you know like the skills in my brush substance logic audio all of that and um, the bit that one was missing was the game engine so uh so yeah that that's where the learning curve was um but it's kind of the heart of it you know it's uh it's that most important bit and what uh, what game engine did you decide to learn? And did you just all like self-taught or did you do it through a course? Like how did your first development like career well, start? Um, I, I kind of fell into it by accident. I, I, I ended up using Unreal Engine. Um, there was this sort of perfect storm. Um, I was around at a mate's house and another friend had come around. He bought a PlayStation round with the old PSVR uh, mm. for people to try. And um, I tried uh, the game London Heist, is it? Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and at the beginning of that, you're sort of tied to this chair and there's this guy threatening to torture. And I was actually thinking, like, yeah, God, I don't, I, I'm not sure I like this. You know, this is a bit much. And the moment I realized I had that thought, I was just like, this is incredible. You know, the fact that <laughs> a game has never made me feel that to actually properly feel like, you know, I'm a bit worried. You know, you know? Um, so there was that. At the same time, my partner was getting a bit fed up with her work and wanted to look into sort of programming and stuff like that. And because of her, I discovered Unreal Engine and found the Snowbase system. And then Brexit happened, so we decided to leave England. And, uh, and my the company I was working for had been bought out by an American company. They offered me a different job, um, but I just bought it this time. I thought, okay, I really want to get into VR development. Um, let's let's head for the hills, get out of the country, uh, give up a job. 
um, yeah, so I'm living in Spain now, and for the last three years, I've been a, yeah, yeah, a year renovating a house and learning on real engine, and then the last two years, uh, obviously doing the PC version, and then they, uh, and then Westport. Uh, so you came so, from no, no development background, really. Um, uh, yeah, the, things like um, uh, the website of things, a bit of right. like PHP stuff like that. Um, but one of the reasons I work with Unreal Engine is um, I think never been diagnosed. I'm just sort of like, like speculating here, but I, I seem to be a little bit dyslexic with things. Whenever I screw up in a piece of code, it always seems to take me forever to find what then turns out to be mm -hmm. like oh, the most obvious things. Um, so when I uh, when I sort of saw Unreal and it's no base system where, you know, it's very similar to like working with modular synthesizers or very similar to sort of um, to how Maya works, you know, that's essentially no based. Um, and I just looked at it, I just fell in love with it. I thought, yeah, I can, I can do this. And because of my sort of history in, in audio and in animation, I had all this stuff ready to go. I was just grabbing models and throwing them in and textures and all of that and got up and running very, very quickly. So, uh, so yeah, although I didn't really have any sort of de development experience when I started, I had, I had all those other skills that developers look for. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I could have at that point sort of gone and found a developer making mm -hmm. I've, got, I've got the artwork, the audio, the animation, all of that. It's like, but, it just seemed easier to, no, I can do this. I'll just do it. <laughs> so, oh, it's, yeah. just, it's just quite inspiring to hear your story because there's a, you know, there's a lot of people, especially as the industry grows and grows in VR, want to get into it. But they think because of how complex VR is, they don't have the time to have a career change or they essentially, it's just, it's another lifetime, you know, to, to get into VR because first yeah. you've got to learn the mobile app and then get into VR, right? I, I, I was very lucky in that I wasn't doing anything else. I put everything mm. else in my life. You know? um, most people are in a situation where you, you know, you're going to be doing a nine to five. And, and when I very first started, when I was still in England, <clears throat> when I started looking at, um, at Unreal, I was sort of in that situation. But, um, but when I got here, the options were I was sort of going to find a job in Spain or, um, or, or just run with this. And I decided to just run with it. And obviously, when the pandemic hit and everything, that, it, it, you know, just hours and hours um so yeah but but something else i'll say there is because of the way i wanted to learn it as i was going i built everything from scratch sort of thing so um it, you, you know the whole sort of vr setup i built from scratch i mean it's in unreal engine but to be honest you can open up unreal and there's a vr template there for you if you want to start messing around you know i say this to anyone that's thinking about getting into it install unreal engine it's free open up the vr template and then just go and go and look at like the documentation for it. And, and there's so many videos and things that will talk you through. And just pick something really basic for yourself. Think, you know, maybe just some targets moving and moving, you know, like a firing range or something. Get that working. You'll probably have it up and running in a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's um, it, it, it's it's not easy, but uh, it, you know, but things are easier if you're passionate about it and if you really do want to do it. Then then you know do it because there are yeah, i'm just going to say this there's a lot of people out there say, oh, i'd love to be a game developer and their reason for it is because they love playing games and it's like well they're really not the same thing having a love <laughs> of game isn't a love of development let me tell you that um <laughs> so uh um but yeah but if you are you, you know really uh you, you know really like creative and and and, and you know, have a fairly technical, you know, you're fairly technical minded, then yeah, I'd recommend it. It's fantastic. I, I mean, it's great seeing the stuff you're making come to life. And especially in VR, it's, um, 
experiences. I remember the first time um, I got one of my characters in, uh, a character I've done a while ago, and it just had this, you know, the ideal animation that every game character has. And I just put him there in front of me, put the headset on, you know, and was just standing there as if we're standing at a bus stop or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it was just incredible. I was like, you know, I was having that Frankenstein moment of like, it's a lot, you know, so, yeah. How 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 was the feeling when you when you got approved in App Lab from Facebook? Like you must have been um, delighted. It, it 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 was a bit of a shock actually because um, everyone had been telling me. And I think we might have even spoken about this uh, from the Spatial Eight things. Um, it, you know, it's five six weeks since I'm in a moment. There's so many applications now, and I'm struggling to deal with them. So I thought, okay, you know, let's relax a little bit. You know, it's going to be a while before we hear anything, so I can take my time with things. And then, um, yeah, in the end, it took uh, took a little under two weeks, and then it's like, okay, you're, you're approved, and it's like, well. I'm, I'm not ready. <laughs> so, you know, I, I thought I had another four weeks ago to come on this. So, um, so this last week has been the, the, the last, yeah, the last sort of week, ten days maybe, has been absolutely insane. It's uh, just trying to get everything, everything, you know, one hundred percent polished and finalised. It's been, it's been but, crazy, but, but it's great getting on there. Yeah. On the procedure to get to AppLab itself, once you are approved. Do you, does Oculus or Facebook give you a timeline when the game is, or do you still have control of when it can be here's, published? Uh, here's the thing. I had a bit of a problem with this. I don't want to sort of go too into, but um, uh, they never used to. It used to be that when we approve it, and they even said, um, it even still said when I submitted it, when we approve it, it will just go live, just so that you know. Mm. Okay, all right, that's how it has to be. That's how it has to be. And then they approved it, and there's this schedule button. So I scheduled it and then I started submitting it to various pages and things. And when they were, were sort of like looking at it, because it wasn't published there, but they could see it. I mean, I had no price on it. So it got listed as free in a couple of places. Ah, God, no, 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 no. Um, it's definitely not free. <laughs> so, you know, I'm generous, but I'm not that generous. So, um, so yeah, that, that was a little hiccup to deal with this week. Um, but, but, you know, it wasn't anyone's fault. It's just one of those things. Um, so yeah, um, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so now you can schedule them. So, um, you know, developers be warned that, um, I would, you know, make sure your game is out before you, before you start approaching anyone about it. It's, uh, it's, it's funny how you, how, how your timeline was because we were talking in Spatial Ape a couple of weeks ago or so, and we were talking to different developers about this, how they were waiting so long and, when all of you left, I came back into Spatial Ape to watch the VR Verdict podcast. And they had a couple of developers out in Tokyo um, who were working on a game called Paint It, Black, uh, Paint it Back. And they were saying how it's on SideQuest, but they submitted to the Apps Lab. They rejected it because there was a bunch of problems. And now their timeline is looking six months until they can fix everything. So it seems like an absolute headache. But for you, it's like, yeah, I'm on. Let, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> a breeze. Do you know, I think it's just fate liking to prove me wrong. So one of the things I was saying when we were chatting there is like, you know, you've got this big, long wait. I'm all like, you know, surely Facebook can hire a few more people to, mm -hmm. to get these developers on that platform. In the end, it, um, yeah, it took less than two weeks. The other thing I remember saying is, and even when you're on there, you, uh, you, you know, you, if someone types in the exact name of your app and they show 50 other apps before yours, I've now realized that it, it, okay, it does show you these other apps, but, um, but it's just working off the words that you've put in it. Because 
my game, as far as I can tell, I've tested this a few times now, because warcasm is one word that doesn't actually exist. When I type it in, nothing else comes up. So if someone types so, in warcasm on AppLab, it's just my game. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's the ultimate marketing. Yeah, yeah so what, what, didn't they used to call them like Google Wax or something, where you, where, 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 where you sort of put back in the day to, to come up with something that, that where there's only one, one sort of... Um, uh, uh, search result in, in in the engine but yeah so uh, yeah so but i'm completely in my words on everything that i said to that and everything yeah. i said to dan in spatial egg posts oh yeah yes, uh, yeah yeah doing the developer range thing you know and it was moaning 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 and then instant approval <laughs> my, my other, yeah no absolutely my, my other suspicion actually is um that where you're saying people have submitted apps and they've been rejected i was so desperate to make sure that i wasn't going to have that problem and go down that road that i um uh, I sort of submitted it and I thought, oh no, I don't think that's right. And uh, and, and then cancelled it and submitted it again. I must have clicked submit and cancel about 30 times. There's probably there's probably some sort of uh, support guy sat at Oculus just seeing Warcasm flashing up on his screen and disappearing. <laughs> something. And you know, probably got to the point where, where, where his manager said, like, for God's sake, you know, like, <laughs> prove that app, just stop that from happening. Well, what is this? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we, yeah, we, we were very lucky. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been, uh, on, yeah, on the, yeah, it, it was great a two week wait. Yeah, I'll take that for sure. On the game itself, I know how much me and Samson always talk about these rhythm games, these pistol whips, these um, synth riders. One of the biggest things that we love about them is, is the exercise factor of them. Well, it's like you're, you're not, you're not intentionally doing exercise, but it's a byproduct of the game. Did you ever expect that your game was going to be like that? Because I know Samson's been telling me that he's sweating buckets when yeah. he's in the, oh, in the further levels. It was a tough one. It, it, um, it, it was never the idea. You know, the idea was like, uh, you know, shooting things, dodging things. Um, but it's, um, it, you know, I, I'm kind of this eternal optimist, actually. And I, and I think in my head, I didn't, you know, you could just dodge things for 10 minutes. Can't you? Everyone does that. You just dodge yeah. things for 10 minutes. And then... Um, and, and I seem to be okay with it. And then as I've started watching people play it, getting people in to test it and now seeing streamers do it, um, you know, I'm seeing people ending up, you know, covered in sweat and uh, getting out of breath and stuff. And so, um, I mean, it's great. I, you, you know, it should be, uh, I, I, I think VR should be, uh, you know, should be physical. Uh, you, you, you're, you're trying to physically put yourself inside this virtual world. Um, so, yeah, so it, it really should be a physical activity. I'm, you know, I'm not saying every dev should focus on that, but, um, but I was very happy, you know, it was a very happy mistake, a very happy byproduct when I realized to, yeah, 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 you know, it's really got that physical element to it and, and completely unplanned as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you I mentioned, you, sorry, you yeah. mentioned uh, using VR to work out. You got to incorporate your own game into your workouts. Yeah. 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 That's it. It's, um, I, I mean, there are some really great games out there for, uh, for that sort of thing. Um, I, I, I tell you what I've been doing lately, actually, because I've got a phone in it for a long time. And uh, well, I say, uh, adding it to my library of thousands of games I'm never going to play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I got, but I got the climb. Do you, do you know the climb games? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I've got the uh, I've got the second one of them, and um, and uh, obviously you've got this thing where as you're holding on to things, you've got like uh, the sort of counter goes down on your wrist, and if it go if it gets all the way down, you lose your grip, so you need to sort of. You know, you need to get both hands in there and rest. Yeah. Well, if you play it on casual mode, that isn't there, so you can just climb casually. But what I've been doing is that, but with a wrist weights on, 
so that you're uh, so so the the sort of need to rest is coming from the fact that, that your arms are actually getting tired and and it's been great it's uh yeah yeah so it's, it's, it's a really nice way to work out because it's it's so much fun it's so satisfying going up there going up those cliff faces and that so um the other thing i i tried the thrill of the fight because i've played creed and i thought oh yeah you know I've, I've, yeah i've killed rocky sort of thing but um <laughs> i tried thrill of the fight and it was like oh god this is a bit isn't it? <laughs> 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 they've taken that game really seriously in terms of uh, in terms of the fitness level so uh, wait till it, wait till multiplayer support is in the second game they're working on that <laughs> and i've already told samson that once it's in i'm ready to punch you in the face multiple times <laughs> I, I, I know absolutely i i i played creed against a friend of mine actually uh, uh, uh mate back in england this guy mike and um and he beat me and, um, and afterwards, I was like, well, yeah, I'm pretty sure if we actually had a fight, I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's like, I know it's only a game, but, you know, I'm, you know, maybe it's not as realistic as it could be, because I'm pretty sure I would come out on top between me and him, you know? But I know maybe I wouldn't. <laughs> Overconfident. <isn't it? laughs> um, Samson, you've, you've obviously used B haptic vests, and they add weights on it as well, right? So have you ever yeah. tried wrist weights yourself on any of these games? No, I, I've, I've not. The B haptics is the uh, the extent of my weightlifting in VR. <laughs> yeah, and then Dave, your like B haptics is probably something for the future when it comes to to walk out. Yeah. yeah, it's um, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, those guys have been great. Um, I've been chatting with them recently. There's actually um, a parcel supposedly. Uh, UPS are telling me there's a parcel turning up for me tomorrow, um, which I believe has one of the sort of tactical vests in it. Very much looking forward to uh, to having a play with it. To be honest, I've been very naive and uh, ignorance probably a better word about that. And um, and I and uh, I, I was uh, chatting with with a skiver, I think it is, who, who's actually friends with the guy Alex who works at, at B Haptic, and he was sort of explaining to me he's got one of these vests, and he's like, it's little things, it's not the big things. Like, oh, I've been shot, you know, it's the little things. Like, um, he was saying in Half Life, Alex, like when you drop ammo over your back. You can feel it sort of falling down, falling down your back, sort of coming all the way down. And I, I sort of realised that you know this isn't what I thought it was at all. You know, I thought it was just like you, you know, like like your sort of like dual shock controller, but just all over your body. Yeah. But, but apparently they've um, yeah yeah, it's, it's a lot more sort of subtle than that. So I'm really yeah really looking forward to uh, to having a play with that. I've, it, yeah, it's, um, it I, very I'm much helps. Take on it, Samson, if, if if you've been using it. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely uh, love to try that out. It definitely helps with immersion, like big time. Yeah. It's I'm almost happy you haven't finished Half Life, Alex, because now next time you play, you'll have it. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Couldn't could, could be wearing that. It's uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Does I, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, surely you just feel like a badass the moment you put that on. You see, you know, they, they look like some sort of bulletproof vest or something. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah I've, i haven't tried one yet myself but i'm just oh, hearing right. stuff i'm hearing stuff from sam so you get samson only got it recently right so yeah a few, a few months, months ago yeah yeah so I'm, I'm intrigued to see how it is um i think thrill of the fight has support in b haptics as well as far as I'm yeah honest. that game's like too intense for it. it's like it is like playing with weights and my god it's like i can barely handle a whole fight without it <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to be giving all of these things a go. Yeah, yeah, very much looking forward to trying that. Do, do you do much gaming now with Alex and Samson? Is it, um, or is it kind of a must-have for you? Is it? Like, yeah, yeah, I've got to get the full immersion thing. 
Uh, I would not call it a must-have, but I do like to break it out every once in a while. I mean, it, it gets hot, so I, I feel like I can't, for like a long session, I can't really wear it. Uh, but I, I, I personally, I love it for the rhythm game Synth Riders. Like, I just, I, it, it, I love, it feels so great. It's lost, for, it's lost for words that Samuel G loves yeah. it. You can yeah. tell. Uh, well, Dave, as we, as we kind of wrap up this little talk, I just wanted to ask you more about the future. Uh, one for Warcasm, is that mixed reality something that you're planning to put into the game? There's, um, the, the, there's so much. Uh, the mixed reality thing um, for the PC version at the moment, um, where, when in this morning we were, me and my partner were having some problems with it. It turned out that there was a, a typo in the, in the code for the SDK and the guys that live very kindly updated it pretty much almost immediately. Mm. Um, and uh, I got that in today and it just all clicked into place. And, it, and it's fantastic. Uh, um, my partner had a go. We've got a green screen here that, that the cat's been ripping to shreds. But, um, <laughs> but the, uh, it's fantastic. So I'm looking at the screen and, see it and, and seeing each other in the game holding the guns in that minecart, you know, racing through the tunnels and stuff. It's fantastic. So, so yeah, that's there. Um, where, how we're going to go about bringing it to Quest, I'm not sure, because Oculus or Facebook have that sort of own system on the go now where you can use a phone and do mixed reality that way. So going to have to have a think about that. Um, with Warcasm itself, um, you know, I'm kind of happy to draw a line under it. At the same time, having said that, if we do sort of start making our money back on it, um, there are underwater levels and there's new mega bosses and things ready to go, and new mechanics that have been planned and designed and started being blocked out in 3D and, and what have you. But, um, but you know, it's, it, it, all, it all comes, the same as anything in life, yeah. it all comes down to time and money. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, you, you know, you, if, you've yeah. Got, if you've got enough of both, you can do anything. So, um, <laughs> but we, but we, you know, released today, and you, you know, you have to play the long game on these things. It's uh, the way marketing works on, yeah. on Apple, especially, uh, you know, you're not really in a position to have that big day one launch sort of thing. So, so but, we, but we will see, you know, we'll see how yeah. it pans out. Um, how, much is yeah. the, how much is the app on App Lab? Um, I think it's, it's uh, $12.99. I don't know what that translates to in pounds or euros because uh, on the Oculus store they seem to only show dollars. So. I know they do. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. I'm, I'm in I'm in Canada and it's it's always like oh it's quite cheap and then I get my bill and I was like oh no it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. So it's around twelve ninety nine. Is there a, is there like a little demo version for potentially one no, level no. or not? No. No, no, no. It's just the uh, the, the game as it's there and ready for it. So. Yeah. Okay, definitely. And there's a, there's a lot of content in there, though. Is there, a, I believe there's six worlds, am I correct? Um, it's, is there six worlds? It's, it, it's five worlds, and there's oh. a, the very first world, though, is a tutorial. So it's yeah. six, including the tutorial, but the tutorial takes about five minutes to get through. So, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then, and then as you progress from the other worlds, you've got canyons, caves, ruins, volcanoes, and then finally... Um, you have this sort of big spaceport, and at the end of that, you've got the you've got the only mega boss that, that I had time to get into the game, which is absolutely beautiful. So yeah, you know, uh, I do hope people get that far. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's one of the plans was to sort of go back over the other levels and, and add more of these mega bosses in because the first time I played it, it was like, oh, 
we know the game should be full of these. But, um, but, but yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah, one of these bosses is, is about four months' work, you know, so it's, it's, wow. not, it's not an easy thing to, to solve. No. Did you do all the art yourself as well on there? Or? Yeah, yeah. Apart from a hand, handful of textures, my uh, my partner lost her job while I, while I was doing this, so I trained her up in uh, um, in, in, in in sort of substance and Zed brush and that. So she's been doing a few of the textures, but um, and a friend of mine did the uh, um, as I said did some of uh, did most of the sound design. Um, but yeah, I, I ended up doing. I'd say a good a good ninety five percent of the game, and then including you know all the artwork and uh, and all the animation modeling texturing, uh, yeah, the, the rig inside of it. So, Davis, it's yeah. really it's really impressive, honestly. When you gave me the code, I, I put it on, and I was didn't really had no idea what to expect. I think you said to me in spatial like that people said it was better than Pistol Whip, and I was like, get out of town, <laughs> get out yeah. of town. <laughs> Very tongue in cheek. Strangely though. Um, uh, well, one of the streamers that we gave it to has uh, um, uh, uh, stuck a review on Oculus, and he's actually written that in the review. So I don't know whether that's going to rub people the wrong way or endear them to us. But <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think it's a compliment in the fact because Pistol Whip is is beloved. I know you're not a big fan, but it is beloved by a lot of people. And oh, yeah, yeah. when I was when I was playing through it, as I after when I did the tutorial, I was like, because everything's all in the matrix style you know we've yeah, got yeah, you know yeah. and it's like i was like huh i was wondering i was like is this the whole game is it like this and i was like maybe there's a missed opportunity but then when i went to the first proper world i was all of a sudden started smiling and then when the cannon started coming at you and then they'd come at you and you'd read them and then the next level they know you so that one of the cannons will actually come at you because they'll know where you're going to judge and it was yeah, it's, it's uh, really well done and i'm i'm very impressed with the game especially as you've done it all yourself pretty much 95% so yeah i would definitely recommend people to pick it up especially at 12.99 and especially if you've just finished pistol whip smoke and thunder and wants, <laughs> i want some more because yeah. even though you're not a big fan dave it it, yeah. it feels yeah. like yeah. No, uh, do you know if uh, Pistol Whip has the hack tech support, Samson? Uh, I don't believe it does. Oh, no, we're, yeah. we're, 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 best, we're best get it implemented quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, they do uh, support the mixed reality, but I don't think be haptics. Yeah. No, I'm. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, uh, I've, as I was saying earlier, I've so little time to play games. And now that I've got a bit of a respite from it all, um, I'm, I've got to go back. I'm, I'm desperate to play a bit more Elite Dangerous because that game in VR is just phenomenal. Um, and yeah, I've got to finish Half-Life Alex. I've got to start Sense and Sinners. And yeah, I must I must get better at Beat Saber. And, uh, and, and I should definitely take another look at Pistol Whip because I, I mean, I played it very briefly as, as I play most of it most of the game so yeah there's a whole library waiting for me <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole library but i i hope that tomorrow you just take the day off and just drink and drink and have a good time because uh yeah oh, you deserve it tomorrow that's uh the, the beer's waiting for me in there mate <laughs> 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 oh yeah <laughs> no, no. straight after this yeah samson <laughs> uh, samson any last things before we're gonna let dave go no, none for me. I just recommend the listeners pick it up, pick this one up.